This is the Six Man Show, an Orlando Magic podcast, with your hosts Luke Sylvia and Jonathan Osborne, covering all things Magic basketball. By fans, for fans, go Magic! What's going on, Orlando Magic fans? You guys are back with the We Hate Kyle Lowry show because we hate Kyle Lowry. This is February first. 2021. It's actually the six-man show, but we do really hate Kyle Lowry. As always, I am joined by my co-host, Luke Sylvia. Luke, how are you doing? I'm not doing great. Well, you know, it's just another day in the life of, you know, covering the Magic as Magic fans. Um, I had a buddy ask me uh, who is a Raptors fan. He's from Canada. Eric, actually. We had him on the show. Eric Eric okay. Fawcett. He uh, gave us a great breakdown of the uh, NBA draft, you know, is on board with Cole Anthony, has been since we asked him about it. Um, but all that to say, he asked me once I was, I was texting about Kyle Lowry. Obviously, you know, we, we, we'll get more into it, but Kyle Lowry caused the injury or caused caused uh, his dirtiness struck again. He didn't cause AG's injury tonight, so I I was starting to say that, but I'm just so used to saying Kyle Lowry, you know, caused AG's injuries, and you know, it's just kind of rinse and repeat at this point. But Eric asked me, "Is Kyle Lowry the player you dislike the most?" Or oh, he said, "Who do you dislike the most in the NBA?" And I was like, "You know, I really don't have a player that I dislike a lot. Like, there's not a player that I really have a, a huge disdain for in the NBA." I'll, you know, say I have my doubts about certain players and whatnot, but I said, you know, if I had a number one, it's definitely Kyle Lowry. I mean, like, the, the, he's just, like, one incident after the other. Um, regardless of if tonight's, uh, you know, box out, move, whatever you want to call it tonight, whether that was intentional or not, um, Kyle Lowry has struck out. Like, he has struck out, caught swinging, caught looking, like, he he's done any time that that there's a, a play like that that happens I will always from now on and it was already at this point anyway but say Kyle Lowry meant to do it he, he meant to do it I it doesn't matter it's just like one too many times at this point so he has lost the benefit of your doubt is what you're saying oh all of it that yeah, that is right where I am there are people tonight on Twitter and if you guys didn't watch the game what we're alluding to is was it the second quarter um ball goes up it's a it's a the raptors have the ball ball goes up uh raptors miss uh no i'm sorry yeah the raptors have the ball they miss it kyle lowry looks like he was trying to play it off like he was trying to box out aaron gordon i've never seen anybody like wind up and then extend their butt right into somebody's like like the lower part of his thigh like the top of his knee aaron's foot was planted so he hyperextended his knee they go, you know, Aaron's clearly hurt. They go down to the other end. Aaron has Kyle Lowry on him. He's he's calling for the ball and then just shoulder checks Lowry. Like, Aaron made some good contact. Let's not act like he didn't. But Kyle Lowry saw the contact coming and clearly just flops to the ground. Okay? There's a little bit yeah, of a dust oh, up. Yeah, he was prepared. Yeah, they're, they're chit-chatting back and forth. Aaron goes to the locker room now because of the hyperextension and the, need, the medical team needs to take a look at it. Kyle Lowry then goes over to Terrence like T Ross, and Terrence is just ignoring him. He's like yeah, T Ross. He gets Terrence's attention. He's like, "Yeah, I'm a f. You guys can fill in the blank there. F him up." As in what yeah. Aaron did was completely uncalled for. Throw the dirty box out aside. The hamstring 
if you guys don't remember in the playoff, it, well, in the 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 bubble, the Magic were playing the Raptors. Oh. In the bubble, the Magic were playing the Raptors. Aaron's got like a clear layup slash dunk. Kyle Lowry has no chance in the world to make a play on the ball. You clearly see the windup from Kyle Lowry, grabs Aaron's arm. As Aaron comes down, the left leg just swings awkwardly up into the air. Like, he basically did a standing split. Tore his hamstring. And Aaron, like, what, a week ago now came off of a a minutes restriction? So we're talking about, like, a Mm -hmm. five-month hamstring injury that Aaron literally just came back from. So dirty box out, whatever you want to call it aside, the shoulder is still warranted. Okay? So now, in the past, I don't know, like, year and a half, we've seen... Kyle Lowry catch Michael Carter-Williams in the nose in the first round of the playoffs. What was that, game one? Nose just profusely bleeding at at that point. We saw the dirty play on Aaron Gordon last year um, in the uh, Raptors-Celtics playoff series. Uh, Jalen Brown goes up, and Kyle Lowry just brings his right leg. Literally, leg sweeps Jalen Brown in midair. Jalen Brown falls right just flat on his back. Could have been just such a dangerous play. It's not even funny. And the worst part is, Kyle Lowry does these things, common fouls. Like, such blatantly dirtiest, like, dirty plays, just common fouls. No flag, not even a flagrant one doesn't, I mean, I would love to see him get ejected and things like that, but I think that is the overwhelming sentiment among Magic fans right now, is that Kyle Lowry is just a POS, that he's a dirty player, and, I mean, there are people that are trying to make, you know, excuses, but Dante Marcatelli said it best. Steve Clifford was being asked after the game about the play. Cliff wouldn't come out and say it was a cheap shot. So Dante said, Cliff won't say it. I'll say it. It was a cheap shot. Yeah. Apart apart from yeah, all it's of a the cheap things shot. And that – go ahead. Oh, no. I was just going to say, as an aside, um, Kyle Lowry saying that to T. Ross, like, I'm, I'm going to F him up. Like, let, let's be honest, Kyle Lowry. Aside from, like, Jordan Bone – and Evan Fournier, maybe, you're not effing anybody up on the Magic roster. Nobody. And you're definitely not touching Aaron Gordon. Like, not not touching him at all. It's not – unless, you know, he's just injured um, and and has, you know, a, 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 you know, a hamstring injury or hyperextension of his knee. I mean, then maybe. Um, but Which you, which know, you would have caused, Gordon, by the way. Honest. Which, which he would right. have caused. Yeah, no, of course. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Definitely. So, um, yeah. No. Kyle Lowry's a punk. Um, always has been. Always will be. He. You know. He. He tries to. He, he's the funny guy in interviews and stuff like that. But on the court, man, he's. He's dirty, and that's all there is to it. And and you know he he does those things like right after those those f- those fouls. He's always quick to say that was me or quick to try to help him up like the Jalen Brown incident. Um, he did the same thing. He like tried to help him up immediately and whatever. Maybe at the you know when he does it, maybe he doesn't expect it to to have the repercussions that it has on players, just by like his reaction. But at the same time, like I mean, the ben- like we've said, the benefit of the doubt's gone. Um, Kyle Lowry is a dirty player, and that's all he should be remembered by. I mean, like that that's it. Tonight, to, tonight was kind of like the third or fourth time that Grayson Allen tripped somebody. You know what I mean? Like the first couple times, you're like, "All right, was it really advertent? I, I feel like it's advertent, but I don't really have a lot of proof." And tonight, it was just like 
okay, like how many times does this guy have to do this before we just come out and like call it like it is? And you saw like Toronto, um, you know, people that cover the Raptors coming out and trying to take jabs at Aaron Gordon. Like there was one guy who were I don't I don't remember his name. Uh, probably shouldn't remember his name anyways. That works for uh, Toronto Sportsnet. And he was like the the only difference between Aaron Gordon and, and Kyle Lowry is one guy gets invited to All Star Weekend to participate in the dunk contest, and one guy gets invited to play in the game. All that aside, it doesn't take away from the fact that it was a dirty play and that Kyle Lowry is a dirty player. All if even if you want to look past all that, just his constant complaining and you know whating to the refs, along with Nick Nurse. You and I have had this conversation plenty of times. He's just not he's not a, a pleasant person to watch play basketball. I I just I really I, I cannot I, I could care less for the guy. All of that and now Aaron Gordon's hurt. Right? I don't you, know. Um, you, 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 you could you couldn't care less, by the way. Because if okay. you could care nobody less nobody cares. You could Luke. care less. Nobody I less I could not care less that you feel <laughs> the you. need to correct every single person whenever they say something incorrectly all right buddy you're catching me on a bad night let's not do this okay regardless luke Mm -hmm. if you guys were watching fox sports florida after the game they had a shot of aaron gordon on crutches and his ankle looks as big as i'll say luke's head luke's head is a little bit bigger than my head so the size of luke's head I said, yeah, you want you want to take a jab at my grammar? I'm taking a jab at your head being bigger than mine. What's up? No, it's true. But it, I know I haven't had a haircut in a long time, Jonathan, and my hair looks, you know, my head looks a little bigger as a result, you know? Now, now look, but, there's nothing yeah, wrong with having hurtful. a big head. I'm not I'm not trying to hurt your feelings here, but no, Aaron Gordon's ankle does not look good right now. That's that's what I'm trying to say. It looks like a grapefruit. We all of the yeah. injuries that we yeah, have Yeah, it doesn't look great. We we literally cannot take Aaron having like a sprained ankle or like I can't even put into words everything that has happened to us this season everything that happened tonight this was the 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 Kyle Lowry Aaron Gordon drama was gonna be the leading story no matter what we didn't also then need one the magic to get blown out then Aaron to roll his ankle Stanley Johnson picking up Aaron Gordon the entire game really for no reason I mean I'm not trying to blame Stanley Johnson but he was doing a lot of stuff for absolutely nothing tonight. And then Aaron just bad luck steps on his foot, rolls the ankle, immediately comes out of the game, misses the rest of the game. Probably going to miss it at least a few games, I would guess. We'll be lucky if that's the case. It The severity well, of the... It, yeah, the, the grade ahead. of the ankle sprain. Right. At this point, it's obviously a sprain, right? Like, we've seen how huge this ankle is. Um, some of you guys might remember John Morant had an ankle injury. His was, I believe... Uh, uh, grade three or something like that, um, but he was out, or not grade three, but it was it was an ankle injury, um, and he was it out was three bad. to five weeks. It was bad, and um, so he was out three to five weeks. Who knows the severity of AGs? Um, I did look up, you know, just the average, you know, injury time out with with sprained ankle, and it goes anywhere from uh, two weeks to six months. Um, oh, so. Oh. Uh, let's oh. hope. Let, let, oh. let's hope it's not oh. the worst of it. Good, yeah. Night. Um, and granted, granted that that that's not necessarily like, you know, athletes' bodies are sometimes insane and like can just heal quickly. Terrence Ross, you know, for instance, um, heals quickly. So yeah, I mean, it. Who knows? 
But in that Google search was literally injury timeout with a sprained ankle. It says two weeks, six months, um, depending on how serious the injury is. Who really knows? Um, especially with an athlete in the NBA, they they've got you know all the resources at their fingertips. So let's hope it's not six months. Um, but if it's six months, man, I'm my name is Luke, and I'm the conductor of your tanking train. Um, and we're going all the way down. That's it. If it's a six month injury, let's I mean, let's that, hold that off. That would on be that, too much for me because <laughs> we will we will get to that in, in in just a few moments here. But I I'm hoping that it's not six months. I doubt that it's going to be six months, but think just mm-hmm. conservatively speaking we'll be lucky if it's only a few games like when stuff right. like this happens especially to our guys our training staff and management are are super conservative when it comes to injuries so we're probably at the very least looking at a few weeks without Aaron Gordon we still Chuma is I guess getting closer to coming back Alpha Aminu is still a little bit behind Chuma and then earlier in the week Cliff said that Michael Carter Williams had a chance to play uh, like on Friday and then he had he pulled himself out of practice this week because he mm-hmm. reaggravated the foot so right. God only knows how long it's going to be until we see Michael Carter Williams again hey um Jonathan when's Mo Bamba back do you, do you know we're because doing this now I don't okay I don't we'll know. do this now let me let me crack yeah, the we're knuckles. Doing, yeah okay <laughs> I'm cracking all the knuckles I don't know if you guys can hear that so the magic are down for most of that fourth quarter by double digits, Luke, right? Like, I think at some point it was like 16, 17 points, something like that, with like five minutes to go. And I'm looking at this team, and I'm like, we're not coming back tonight. No Aaron Gordon. Evan Evan shot the ball incredibly poorly tonight. So did Vucevic. Let me go ahead. I'm going to bring up the box score while we're sitting here and talking about this so that I can actually speak to these – these shooting numbers here. Come on, load computer. Oh, they weren't, so they weren't Nikola good. Nikola Vucevic, 5 of 18. Evan Fournier, 2 of 12. Those guys don't have it going. Terrence Ross, let's take a look at that. 1 of 5. So the three guys that could possibly get you back in this game, none of those guys have it going. You're down by double digits in the fourth quarter. They've been kicking your butt all night. Get Mo Bamba in the game. If it's a conditioning issue, you're not winning this game anyways. What's the worst that's going to happen? He's going to go out there and get gassed. So what? He needs to to build up the conditioning. So finally, with about 3 minutes, 30 seconds left, Bamba checks into the game, and in his roughly 3 minutes, uh, 7 points, 1 rebound, 3 of 3 from the floor, 1 of 1 from the 3-point line, with a block. In 7 minutes tonight. I, I posted a graphic, um, you know, 2 nights ago. I also I posted it on you know Instagram on Twitter and then also in Reddit. So Reddit is definitely where that graphic generated the most conversation. And let me pull this up for you guys, uh, just so that I can give you some reference. It's in regards to Mo Bamba's per thirty six minutes, and I'll talk more about that in just a second. So uh, heading into tonight, Mo Bamba's per thirty six minutes. So what that means is they take you know the average amount of minutes that a player you know is playing right now. And they like extrapolate on those numbers, you know, to the degree of if they played 36 minutes, what could we project their numbers to look like? Before tonight, right. and Luke, when you go in to take your your uh, your take, I'll go into you know NBA.com the stats and see what his uh, per 36 numbers are updated after tonight. So before tonight, 24.7 points per game, 16.7 rebounds, 1.8 blocks. Nobody is trying to argue that given 36 minutes in a game, 
that Mo Bamba would average those numbers. What they do show you, however, is that he deserves a, more of a look than what he is currently getting. Mo comes in, and you, people want to say, oh, he's playing against scrubs, whatever. So what was that kid's name? Yuta Watanabe and Chris, Chris Boucher tonight yeah. for the Raptors played 19 and 18 minutes, respectively, the two of those guys. They are right now rotation guys on a Toronto Raptors team that going into the season a lot of people said was a top three, top four team in the East. Okay, Mo Bamba was not playing against scrubs tonight when he did that in seven minutes. So, Luke, I, w- I want to get your thoughts because I literally could go for probably 35 minutes about how frustrated I am with the Mo Bamba situation, with Steve Clifford not playing Mo. We don't know what's going on. Yeah. Um, so tonight you had tweeted something out, you know, about, you know, this is ridiculous. Let's get Mo Bamba in the game. Um, he comes in, you know, 30 seconds, a minute later. Um, you know, and at that point I look over and Mo's just on the bench. I mean, he's just hanging out. He's in his chair. You know, they're obviously separated because of COVID protocol. He's in his gray sweatsuit, him and who else? Jordan Bone. He and Jordan Bone check in, Jonathan, at the exact same time. I'm looking at this and I start thinking to myself, is this, is this where we're at? Jordan Bone and Mo Bamba. They're the same quality at this point. They're worth the same to this team at this point. That you're just putting in Jordan Bone and Mo Bamba into the game uh, to try, you know, you know, to get them some burn with three and a half minutes left. Like, I don't know, man. That just it doesn't sit right with me. I know it doesn't sit right with a lot of Magic fans. There's just got to be something going on. Um, and I guess it is his conditioning. I don't know. I mean, Mo comes out on the court. He gets put on Siakam um, at one point in the possession uh, at the very beginning. Siakam puts one move on him. Mo can't keep up. Mo puts both his hands on the front of Siakam and fouls him. And I think to myself, oh, this is going to be a terrible three and a half minutes. This is going to be awful. I mean, he 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 can't keep up with Siakam, and so he just fouls him. Siakam goes to the line, yada, yada, yada. Um, but then he he does good things. I mean, he's he's getting boards at this point. He knocks down a three, granted wide open, but he knocks down a three. Um, and, you know, it's just like it, it doesn't make sense. And we've been saying this, and I feel like it's exhausted because we've said it so much. None of it makes sense. His per 36 up to this point was a yes against mainly garbage time, you know, players. Um, and Mo Bamba is not a garbage time player. I, 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 there's so many people that would be quick to say, you know, Kim Birch has earned it. And, um, yes, Kim Birch has played, Kim Birch is Kim Birch. And he's had moments this year where he has played above his, his usual level. Um, however, Kim Birch is not Mo Bamba and Mo Bamba deserves more minutes, more time, uh, more run. Let him get gassed, man. Like, just let him get gas. Let Mo Bamba tap his chest and say, Cliff, take me out. Let him do it. I, I mean, like, it, it, why not? I mean, if you're only going to play him three and a half minutes at the end of the game, why don't you play him three and a half minutes on fresh legs in the second quarter when it matters and let him take himself out? Evan Fournier did that the other night. Like, I watched Evan Fournier tap his chest, you know, Cliff, take me out. That that's all that that is what Cliff should do at this point. Your your team sucks. 
for lack of better term. Like the Magic are not good at basketball. There is not a better term. That there is, is not a better term right now, no. Luke. The team no. sucks right now. No, this team sucks. And the te- now, and, let, and yes, let us it be is clear. injury riddled Thank all that you. stuff. Thank you. Yes. So it, it is. It is because this team has been decimated by injuries. There's no getting around that. I know Jonathan had an interaction with a a new Magic fan tonight. And while we love having new Magic fans, you know we're going to be straight up with them. You know, and he said, is this team going to be for real at any point? It just seems like it's nothing's really coming along. And Jonathan's response was good. He just said, you know, injuries have really decimated the team. This team is much better than what you're seeing in the product on the court right now. And that couldn't, you know, that, that couldn't be closer to the truth. I mean, that that is very true. Um, you know, with all the injuries, every, you guys know what the injury list is. We did it last week. We don't need to do it again. Um, so now with AG out, it's just kind of getting to the point where, like, I love a second quarter where Mo Bamba gets run or even a first quarter. I mean, let him run in the first quarter for four minutes, take himself out, put him back in in the fourth quarter. Like, I don't know what it looks like, but I mean, they, like there's got to be a better solution to get Mo Bamba minutes than this. If you really believe in him, I'm just starting to wonder if, if Cliff just like doesn't really believe in him. Um, and, and that's the point we're getting to where it's just like, nobody's asking him about it, Jonathan. I, you know, you listened to the post game press conference. First thing I asked you when we got on the Zoom call, I don't have Fox Sports Florida, um, so I didn't, you know, get access to the post game press conference. I said, "Hey, anybody ask him about Mo?" And uh, you said, "Not that I saw." And I can no. So let me. I just want to yeah. add to that. Although that is true, on Fox Sports Florida, they did not include the entire post game interview with Clifford due to time time constraints with the programming. They did cut it off at a certain point now. Usually about this time, you know, 45 minutes to an hour after the game, Orlando Magic PR will upload, you know, to Twitter and to YouTube those post-game uh, press conferences in their entirety. So I'm going to watch that when we jump off of here a little bit later. But yeah, what I they, saw, they, they did not about ask. five minutes ago. Yeah. So yeah. So they put up the full we, so one. So we don't really know, ago, to so be fair. You, we we don't. But here is the scenario I'll walk you through. I'm going to guess if no, though. I'm, I'm just going to guess no. I don't know if they're paying reporters. I don't know what it is that they're just like reporters are to the point where they're just not asking. I don't, I don't know what the deal is. Um, it really stinks because we see Mo go out and I think the fan base deserves answers about Mo Bamba. And, you know, maybe, maybe Cliff has said something and it slipped through the cracks of both, you know, for Jonathan and myself, but I doubt it. Um, I just don't know if he's really been pressured with that question. I think that he deserves to get pressured with that question. Um, it, you know, there's there's a couple things now that are just kind of ticks on Clifford's um, record for me, and that's his rotations. Um, and this factors very much so into that issue of and lumped into that issue of rotations and Clemp and Cliff maybe not having the best judgment. There's got to be something to this Mo Bamba thing because it doesn't make sense. He comes in, he dominates. I don't care if they're garbage time players. Sometimes they're NBA players, um, and maybe he doesn't do what he does. But like he shouldn't be doing what he does in garbage time minutes, right? His per thirty six numbers are insane. So even if he comes in and gives you twelve and twelve and eight, like is that not valuable? And at the same time, you're developing him. I'm sorry, but I'm way more concerned with developing Mo Bamba than Kim Birch. So, I don't know. Well, you're not developing Kem Birch. Like, no, but I don't think anybody is arguing that we're trying to develop Kem Birch. But Kem, you know, at face value, people are saying he, he, he contributes more to winning right now. And no offense, I, I like, it's every single day 
I, I'm trying to walk uphill and I've got this giant thing chained to my back that is a tank and I'm getting dragged down by it more and more every day. I, I'm, I'm trying to walk yeah. towards wins. I'm trying to walk towards, you know, good culture and winning basketball and everything like that. And every injury, every loss, every stupid game where Mo Bamba should get more playing time and he doesn't is just I, I'm, tr- I'm, I'm walking up the hill, Luke. I got to tell you, I'm walking. But the weight of that tank is just causing my feet to jam into the ground, and I'm just sliding. I, I'm, I'm Mufasa, mm-hmm. it, the stampede of the wildebeest. <laughs> I, I'm Scar. Please, please help me. I, I'm, I, I don't want to die. <laughs> don't want to die, Scar. <laughs> and, and the magic are just lunging their claws into my big lion paws and throwing me to the wildebeests. <laughs> that's what's happening right now. Okay. I think, I think that's your best comparison. You know, I think that's the best comparison I've heard. We're uh, talking from about you the Lion the King right now. So, let me tell yeah, you about Mo well. Bamba's per thirty-six numbers after tonight. So, I talked about the fact that they were. Let's see. Come on, iPhone, open up, buddy boy. Twenty-four, sixteen, one block tonight. After that game, now they're up to twenty-eight point six uh, rebounds. Dropped just a smidge. Sixteen point three rebounds. Uh, two point four blocks, so the blocks are up a little bit. Nine personal fouls, though. We gotta fix the fouling. He's in there eleven seconds. Fouled Pascal Siakam. That's just. But I mean, <laughs> yeah. you're putting a center on Pascal. That's what's gonna happen. Probably seven, eight, nine times out of ten. To be fair, but the thing is, you watch one of your young guys dominate in garbage time like that. Most logical people are gonna say, "Hey, let, let's let's get this guy a few more minutes out of garbage time. See if he can do this against the bench guys." You know what I mean? Like yeah. the 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 correct response to a guy dominating and having just unreal unrealistic per thirty six numbers is not oh he, he's trash he's he's playing against the scrubs no let's see what this guy can do let's see if he's gotten any better and like you said Kem Birch is is not the future of this team my I've I cannot get this thought process out of my head lately that if Mo Bamba does not pan out whatsoever. It is going to be, to this point, the biggest failure of Steve Clifford as the head coach of the Orlando Magic, uh, uh, John Hammond as the GM, and Jeff Weltman as the president of basketball operations. Those three guys working together, now you cannot argue that they have not had just absolutely terrible luck when it comes to Mo's health, his injuries, Rookie year with the tibia fracture last year, COVID. Then a couple weeks ago, it gets placed on the you know the, the health and safety protocol list for the non-team contact tracing or whatever. But Mo, excuse me, Steve Clifford needs to do a better job of okay, we got to bring this kid along at some point. Like just throw him to the wolves. What did they do with Cole Anthony, who's a rookie by the way? Markel Fultz tore his ACL. Did they go out and get Jeremy Lin or Isaiah Thomas or any of these guys? They said. Guess what, kid? Lace up. You're the starter now. Yeah. Get your butt out there. They didn't they didn't worry, oh, maybe maybe he's not ready. Oh, he hasn't earned it. Blah blah blah. They threw him out there because one, they know it's going to be good for his development. We didn't really have any other options as far as signing a free agent. Of course, they were hoping that Michael Carter Williams was coming back at some point. But I mean, let let's start talking about the, you know, the 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 unintentional tank at this point. I mean, there are people that are just like the way that people were jumping on GameStop stock this week, people are jumping on the the tank train now. They're just like, all right, I, yeah. enough is enough. I've seen enough. And again, like I feel like you and I have like 
it, it's not like we're we're quietly like hoping like oh man we're we're I hope the Magic really do tank, but we're not saying that on the show. Like no, we do think that there's value in winning basketball, playing meaningful games. Um, you know, yeah. a, a winning culture. You know, as in regard to surrounding the team, but it's getting harder every single day to hold on to that because it's just like, what is the point? Evan yeah. Fournier, yeah, I'm, Nikola yeah. Vucevic, Aaron Gordon, they're not getting it done right now. They're not getting it done now. Historically, they haven't gotten it done in the past. They got it done in, in 2018 yeah. and 2019 and last year. We'll give them that. But the prior six, seven years before that, they, they weren't getting it done. They're not going to bring us a title. I'm not saying trade Vooch. I, 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 don't, I don't ever think it's a, a good idea to trade your best player. Okay? But yeah. Evan, Aaron... It it just feels like it's time. Yeah, it, it is time. It it's time, and man, it, I don't know, man. It's gonna be hard though uh, if AG is out. You know, a few months, right? I mean, what are we in? We're in January right now. Trade deadline's March something. Um, February first is gonna be actually when everybody hears this podcast. So February first, that's like five weeks from trade deadline so you gotta hope and also this is a myth that a lot of people believe but yes you can trade a player who is injured um the other team just has to know about it when the physical is done all that kind of stuff um i think 2k has planted that in everybody's brain that you know because on 2k you can't trade a player when he's injured that you can't do that i read the same article you Um, read this week don't you're trying to are you trying to pawn that off like that that wasn't stop that that wasn't this week cut it out bro this week i didn't you're, I didn't. Oh, okay. I didn't. Right. I didn't read the. No, that has been. I will give time. you. I will give it to you. I read an article this week, and it said that verbatim. So you you came up with that on your your own. You know. No, I'm I'm sure that the article like that? has been recycled. I I want to say that I read just, an article. I I I right. No, I get it. I read an article. I think uh, a couple years ago at this point where that was the you know consensus there um you know that it's a misconception about 2k not allowing you regardless all that to say teams still won't might not want aaron gordon if like especially a contender it's not going to want aaron gordon if he's still you know nursing an ankle injury and you know he just came off his hamstring like Mm -hmm. he might be kind of hard to deal um at this point so and like i said trade deadline is not far away so um it's gonna be interesting there evan fournia absolutely should be dealt um, away from Orlando. Um, I don't know. I don't know what the return is for Evan. We've talked about it many times before. I won't go in depth about it, but um, I, I, I don't know. When you get Chuma back healthy, MCW back healthy, um, you know, whatever you get in return for Evan Fournier, I, it might be hard to, to tank, whether it's intentionally or unintentionally. Um, now, intentionally tanking would be holding on to, you know, Aaron and then leaving him out for a few, you know, more games than he needs to be. That's usually how teams will do it. If a player gets injured, you know, uh, even a small injury, they'll keep him out a little bit longer. So um, there's a lot of different ways Orlando can go with trades, with tanking, with not tanking. We really don't know what's going to happen. All right, let's take a quick break. All right, let me let me hit you with with something that I I've just kind of come across looking at the standing. So, the Magic are eight and thirteen right now. After tonight's loss, they are the twelfth seed in the East right now. So, 
uh, behind New York, Toronto, and Chicago. Okay, Luke, if I were to ask you who has been the worst team in the league this season, who would you probably say? In the entire season or Eastern Conference? No, the whole the whole league. Who do you think has probably been the, the worst team? And if oh. you factor in everything, they have a big chance to I get mean, a lot worse. I mean, I, me, it's the Wizards. Yeah, I was gonna say Washington, probably. To me, to me, it's the Wizards. Okay, or Detroit. What if I yeah. told you the Wizards are two games behind the Magic right now? As bad as the Wizards have been, and they're the they have Game the worst record in the league. Standings. Looking at, I'm I'm on a I'm on CBS Sports right now. I I just like their layout. They're showing right now. Uh, Washington is nine games behind, and the Magic are seven games back right now. What's so, to say their record is Washington? Uh, three and twelve. So they're four and twelve because they won that, tonight. So I guess they have four and twelve. Okay, that okay. I don't know tonight. what's going on with this. This is games back. Okay, this does this just doesn't make any sense at all. Then, if the Magic are seven games back, I don't know what's going on. Well, Washington's also missed a lot of games as well. So maybe maybe that plays yeah, we, into it. The fact that they had Orlando quite a few has played twenty one games. They've played sixteen. Yeah. So the postponements yeah, and COVID are, are throwing a lot of these numbers off. So. All right, maybe I, my, I, I put my foot in my mouth there a little bit. But my point is, the Magic are now 12th in the Eastern Conference. Uh, 538 now gives them a 34% chance of making the playoffs. Okay? Let me, let's talk about the next 15 games uh, between now and, like, what is the end of, like, the first half of the season. So we've got Toronto again on Tuesday, then Chicago twice, Portland, Golden State, Sacramento, Phoenix, New York, Golden State again, Detroit twice, Brooklyn, Utah, Dallas, Atlanta. Any of those games, can you circle those and say this Magic team should beat them? Because mm-hmm. I cannot do that one time. There's not a single game yeah. in the next 15 games that I think this current Magic team, and this is even with a healthy Aaron Gordon. If Aaron Gordon's out for a few weeks, you can forget about it. That I can say the Magic should beat that team. Maybe Detroit. Detroit's been pretty bad this year. But the Magic just can't, really can't seem to beat anybody right now. They, what is it like no. fourteen, like two out of their last fourteen games that they've won, something like that at this point. So, as you start to look around, like the next fifteen games to me is the season. If they can figure it out in the next fifteen games and still be within striking distance of that, you know, nine, ten seed somewhere around there, I don't think that I would completely be on board with saying. Let's just still try to do whatever we need to do to make the playoffs. If you're just going to take what you have and say we're in striking distance, let's go for it, then I'm like, okay, I guess so. But if you're going to go out and try to make a signing or, you know, use like that exception that the Magic now have, um, you know, for, for Markel Fulton and Jonathan Isaac, I, I'm I'm not going to be totally on board with that. If the Magic look around and say, guess what, guys? It's not happening. It's not happening with this group. We need to make changes. I'll be. I will not argue one bit. But I think the next fifteen games is going to be the entire season for us. Yeah, yeah. I, I think yeah, for sure. I mean, you, you go down like you said. You go down the stretch, and it's just like, I mean, ugh, woof. I mean, it, it's crazy the the difference. And when we were six and two, and now, like going down this schedule, I would give the Magic. A th- Definitely some wins with Markel healthy, AG healthy, that type of stuff. Obviously, not the case, not how it's going. 
Um, the Magic, plain and simple, the Magic are one of the worst teams in the league. The and I think that this this year we will find that out by the final record of this team. I don't think it's going to be good. I texted you this today and I said that the New York Knicks are better than the Orlando Magic, um, yep. which I haven't been able to say in a long time. So, um, you know, I, it's just it stinks, but. I'm putting a lot of hope in next year with the guys that we've got. And I hate that I'm having to already look ahead. Um, but after tonight with the AG injury, um, barring the severity of it, obviously, as we keep saying, but it just doesn't seem like it's going to get much better. Um, and I think it'll get worse in these next 15 games. The magic will win some games because that's the nature of the NBA. You beat teams that you probably shouldn't beat sometimes. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's and it's not even a like a it's not even a gauntlet. They're just NBA it's teams not. like just they they range they range from from you know the Nets to down to Detroit and the Bulls and all that, you know. Um and the Knicks and the Warriors. Like there's it's a good, you know, myriad of teams and I just don't see the magic like you said. I don't see a guaranteed win in there anywhere at this point. And uh, I think it's going to get really ugly. And let's let's also talk about this, right? We talked. I think we talked last week about you know the the strength of schedule. So far, the Magic have had one of the easiest schedules in the entire NBA, and I'm pretty sure the second half of the season they're going to have the hardest schedule out of any team in the NBA. So when we're talking about the next 15 games going to make or break the Magic, right? Like. We're probably talking about the Magic half having to put like, I don't know, like a ten and five record together over the next fifteen games. If you're looking at the second half of the season and what that schedule is going to look like, and if you're you know in that that war room, Jeff and John, you really have to sit down and be like, what are our legitimate like realistic prospects of making the playoffs? Given the team that we have, the way they've played so far, the way they've been playing lately. And then how that's going to you know pan out the rest of the season with having this the toughest schedule in in the NBA. I mean, if you look at these guys, and yeah. again, I haven't watched you know any of the the player uh, interviews after tonight's game, but the other night, um, who was it? The 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 Clippers after that game, like especially Terrence Ross and 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 Nikola Vucevic, like those like Vuce was like. You know, things things are not looking good right now. Terrence Ross looked borderline dejected. Okay. Steve Clifford, yeah. you know, repeated a few times in the press conference after that game that the way to get yourself out of this is to keep working, keep competing, keep working, keep competing, and hope that you're going to just work yourself out of it. You know, but the Magic are, are, are not a good team right now. They, they can't guard anybody to save their lives. And too many nights, they just can't figure out the offense we looking at you know sacramento 121 to 107 clippers 116 to 90 tonight 115 to 102 and if it wasn't for the way the magic were shooting the three ball tonight we probably lose this game by you know 15 20 points easily so yeah it's really not looking great right now luke to to put it in the words of of nikola vucevic and i i just i can't i'm i'm constantly getting torn between no, it, it is a good idea to you know try to win games and give these guys meaningful minutes and everything like that. But 
if we're talking about the guys that I really care about getting meaningful minutes, it's Cole Anthony, it's Chuma Okiki, it's Mo Bamba. Chuma Okiki's not playing right now. Mo Bamba isn't being put on the floor. So if those guys aren't on the floor anyways, then what's the right. point? You know what I mean? Like Yeah. Um yeah, yeah, and it's very discouraging. And to kind of circle back to Yeah, uh I will say, you know, talk about Cole Anthony, guys like that. Um there was a, a silver lining tonight. There was a, a bright spot in the night, and that was Cole Anthony. Um Cole led all scores. Obviously, and much in due part to Vucevic having a horrific night from the field. Um, but Cole Anthony had 16 points on 50% shooting, 5 of 10 from the field, and 1 of 3 from the three-point line, um, and had six assists. So Cole Anthony had a good game tonight. Um, it, all around, it was a weird game. Pascal obviously scores 30. Um, I do like the adjustments that were made on Fred Van Vliet. He came out scorching hot, and then um, you actually, you know, you start doubling him off of screens, go over the top of those screens. I think he had four or five turnovers tonight. A guy that usually only has, you know, averages like 1.7 turnovers a game. So there were a couple bright spots tonight. Um, you you, you kind of have to look for those at this point in the season. Um, you know, what went well for the team? Where did they show improvement? Played well on Fred Van Vliet you know, the entirety of the game after he got off to his hot start, shut him down quickly. And Cole Anthony goes 50% from the field, leads all scores with 16. So, um, and six assists. So, um, you know, those are kind of my, my, my takeaways tonight. I know this is a, a negative podcast um, right now uh, because it's, you know, it is the reality of the Orlando Magic and the state of them. Um, but yeah, Cole Anthony, hopefully he can keep, you know, coming along. And who knows if, you know, maybe... Maybe it's going to be beneficial if AG's out for him and maybe he just, you know, gets more responsibility than he's had since Markel went out um, even more and uh, can, you know, continue to kind of get in a rhythm and, and improve his efficiency a little bit because that's the biggest thing that we've put emphasis on is his efficiency. And I think he's getting there um, slowly but surely. Yeah, the the numbers are starting to come up, you know, for Cole. So. 10.8 points per game on the year, 36% from the floor, 31.9% uh, from the three-point line, 85% from the free-throw line. Um, last 10 games, 12.3 points, shooting 40% from the floor, 43% from the three-point line. Last five games, 12.8 points, 42% from the floor, 42% from three. So it seems like, again, you know, we talked last week about how the game was slowing down for him, uh, and it definitely seems like it is. I'm not... I'm much less concerned about Cole Anthony than I was two weeks ago. You know what I mean? We're really like, Definitely. all right, what's what's going on? And I said it was going to take about 20 games, and that's that's right around where we are now. So yep. I'm glad that we were patient with Cole. Um, him starting, in my opinion, regardless of whether those are competitive games or not, uh, your rookie season, every game is going to be competitive for you, that you have an opportunity to get better every single night. Obviously, yes, it would benefit him to play in meaningful games to, to – Realize what that feels like, right? However, you yeah. look at guys like Jonathan Isaac. Apart from the health, Jonathan Isaac is doing just fine. Apart from you know, the first you know year in the league, didn't really play in many competitive games. So, I mean, he missed most of the season, but it's just. And then, oh my goodness! So I, I'm I'm just surfing YouTube the other day, right? Um, mm-hmm. And I, I this video comes across of uh, Mike Schmitz with ESPN. 
um, breaking down film with some of these guys from the G League Ignite team. And you and I have talked how, yeah. you know, the last few, really since the, the draft, looking ahead to next year's draft, that Jalen Green is just the guy that I have fallen in love with already. Usually this doesn't happen until right before the draft, but I didn't think I'd be looking at who the Magic might be taking in the draft until like September or October at least. But now I'm stuck in this, dude, maybe we don't tank. But then this Jalen Green kid, man, like he's got all the size. <laughs> he's got the athleticism. Seems like he's got the intangibles. He wants to be really good. Uh, you know, Magic fans are upset that we didn't go after a guy like Kevin Porter Jr. Jalen Green is like Kevin Porter Jr. on steroids, but I think has the ability mm-hmm. and the, you know, the potential to be more efficient. And then you just, you know, talk, Mike Schmitz is talking to him about the things that he still needs to work on or things that he's going to pick up on as, you know, he goes through this whole process. And he's a kid that totally realizes, yeah, I definitely need to get better. There are a lot of things that I can improve on. He doesn't think that he has it all figured out. So, yeah, man, I, I feel like it's it's going to be we're, – we're just – we're holding on to two ropes right now. You know what I mean? Like the fan base. Like we really want a good draft pick, but then there's a, a still a large you know portion of the fans who are like, no, we still need to stay competitive, but I also kind of see your point. And the front office just has to make that decision for us. A lot of times you get stuck in mediocrity when you're when you're trying to do both things, when you're trying to develop your youth, but at the same time you're still trying to win games and and just make that uh, you know that eighth seed every year. You got to have that eighth seed, Luke. So I think a lot of people are just afraid of getting stuck there, and a lot of people are are, are just they they want some new exciting things to be injected into the franchise. We had Markel for a little bit. We had Chuma for a little bit, but now we've got Cole, and people were excited about that. But, yeah, man. Well, hey, I mean, here's something. Uh, so kind of a, a G League plug, I guess, since we're talking about Jalen Green, the Ignite team, obviously, all of that. Um, the G League's coming a long way, and there's I, I being someone that worked in the G League, um, there's a, a, a large percentage of guys in the league this year on rosters that started in the G League. Um, and, you know, you, you kind of got that tonight with uh, Pascal Siakam and Fred Van Vliet. Um, we're on that 905 Raptors team in 2016. Uh, they talked about that on the broadcast tonight, I believe. Um, but all that to say, Ignite, um, the new G League team with all those prospects, you know, those really young guys like Jalen Green, um, they actually have the bubble of their own starting um, on February 10th. And actually, there's going to be, I believe it's, I read that there's going to be 14 total games nationally televised between ESPN2 and ESPNU. Um, And the first game involves Ignite. So it's Ignite versus Santa Cruz Warriors on February 10th at 11 a.m. Eastern on ESPN2. Um, I would definitely mark your calendars for that. Um, It's actually, I mean, the G League is not bad basketball by any means. Um, And the Ignite guys might surprise a lot of people because they are, you know, guys that could be stars in the league um so just something for you guys to look look forward to um i know i'm looking forward to that um just seeing those guys play um obviously i'm a little biased coming from the g league myself and in terms of being on staff and so i I have a soft spot for a lot of those guys um just in terms of their journeys and the dedication they put in and how different it is from the nba so definitely tune into that um to see the ignite team play against the santa cruz warriors because um could be a little more entertaining than you think. And it's daytime basketball. There's not much better than that. We found that out during the bubble. It's nice to have basketball all day. And uh, start your day off a little bit of basketball, you know? 
Well, I can guarantee you that I will be watching the G League Ignite just to see. Even if Jalen Green never ends up on the Magic, I, I just feel like he's going to be a guy that I'm going to enjoy watching play for a really long time. You know, four years ago, going into the draft, I, my guy was, was Jason Tatum. Like, I don't know what it was at the time, just, you know, watching him at Duke and how smooth he was. I was like, that kid is going to be a stud. And then mm-hmm. the next year it was Luka. Obviously, I hadn't watched enough of Luka to really have that same feeling. But Jalen Green is giving me that same feeling. Like, that that kid is going to be a stud. Obviously, people are, are talking about Cade Cunningham, and, and rightfully so, um, you know, playing at Oklahoma State. You can't, in my opinion, you, you really can't go wrong with either of those guys. Just the the style of play that, that Jalen has is just kind of more of what I, you know, kind of gravitate towards. And I think, you know, given the, the, the current state of the Magic, if healthy, Jalen would just kind of plug right in to that, that shooting guard role. And then hopefully, you know, eventually we're looking at a starting five of Markel, Jalen Green, Chuma Okiki, Jonathan Isaac, and then you give me Vooch or Mo, and I think we'll be okay. So yeah, yeah, I think we'd be all right at that point. Uh, I think we'd be all right. And if and everybody the thing, stays the cool healthy, thing, and God, God knows if that's possible anymore. Yeah, I mean, and if you look at the G League, man, like they, they, Jalen Green has going to have a leg up on Kate because solely oh, yeah. because of the fact that he's playing against guys that were very good in college as well. Um, you know, back in Lakeland, uh, Gabe York, uh, played for the Arizona state Wildcats team was a starter on that team. Um, and they were ranked number one for like something crazy, like 14 consecutive weeks in a row. Um, that was a really good team. Uh, Arizona, Arizona wild, not Arizona state, sorry, Arizona Wildcat team. Um, but Gabe was in the G league, um, in Lakeland and could sh- shoot the lights out i mean there's a lot of really talented guys in the g league i didn't mean for this to turn into a g league plug but that is a soft spot for me um i you know i i love where that league is trending i think the ignite team is the right step um getting guys more exposure and also getting the g league more exposure they're doing you know um good things for each other so will be a lot of fun to get to see those guys go to work and get to play and get a, a year under their belt against really solid talent with guys that go back and forth between the nba and the g league too so um, it'll be a lot of fun to watch. Well, let's be real. You know, 80 to 90 percent of guys that play, you know, NCAA Division One basketball won't ever even sniff the G League. Like it, it's a it's right. another step up of competition. So from that aspect for these Ignite guys playing against better competition than they would face in NCAA Division One. You're playing in an NBA system. You know, you've talked multiple times about how the the Lakeland Magic and the Orlando Magic, you know, they run all the same stuff so that if you get called up to the Orlando Magic, everything's familiar to you. And then you've got guys like, yeah. you know, when you're playing for the Ignite, like Amir Johnson, Jarrett Jack, longtime NBA veterans that are going to help them learn how to be professionals. I, I Like, to me, you have such a, like, bigger advantage opting to play for the Ignite team if you're invited to do so then you would sure you're missing out on the college experience or whatever but if your goal is to make it to the NBA and you actually have the ability and the talent to do that i'm i'm telling my kid what are you doing wasting your time in college like the playing for the ignite yeah. in my opinion is such a big advantage so i can't wait to see those guys play i think it's going to be awesome so let's talk about the games yep, gonna, this upcoming week so tuesday we play the raptors again this time at the amway center uh, and then we have a back-to-back. I think that starts on Thursday. 
Um, let's see here. That starts Friday. Friday, Saturday, back-to-back Chicago Bulls. Friday and Saturday night. I had to burp. Excuse me. I didn't want to do that in the mic. That'd be gross. Um, so the Magic, at least this week, Luke, are going to get a couple of days off to get some practice. And Cliff has been talking about that for weeks, how important that is and how that's really hurt the team not having the ability to practice. But how are, how are you feeling about this week? Because I'm feeling one and two if we're lucky. Uh, Yeah, I mean, then that's being conservative. One and two. Um, I could see, I could see zero and three. Um, I could see zero and three, and then uh, yeah. I mean, you've got a Bulls team that that has Zach Levine on it. Um, you know, marking and all those guys, man. And they, they're seven and eleven, but um, that's that's a decent team this year. They're they're not terrible. Um, they've got guys that can go off, like I said, like Levine. The Raptors, we saw it tonight firsthand. That's not a bad basketball team. I mean, there are some times where it, it, it looked like they were, but it's just there. It's because they're a little bit boring. Uh, but they play defense, and you know, and they're and they shoot a lot of threes from the perimeter. So, um, yeah, I, I I don't think that this team is probably going to uh, play well this week in terms of their record. Hopefully, I just hope that the games are close. I hope they're not blowouts. I can't take another week like this past week where we just got hammered night after night. Well, it's tough. Like when you look at our record and you look at the Bulls, like we're eight and thirteen, Chicago seven and eleven. So just looking at the numbers, you're like, okay, well, it should we should you know have a good chance to you know win. But the thing is, we started four and zero, and we've gone four and thirteen since. So. You know, obviously, like the Markel injury, we just we could talk all night about how big of a blow that was to this team. Everybody knows that. We're not arguing that. But how bad this team has been the last 17 games is super, super concerning. And I'm sorry, like we've just crapped on this team for the last, you know, 53 <laughs> minutes up to this point. But, I mean, it, it is frustrating, and the team just isn't in a good place right now. If you're trying to dispute that and you're you're trying to make this all, you know, you know, positive and everything like that. I'm sorry, you're just out of your mind. Like things are not looking good right now. There's nothing that is, you know, makes me feel like a, a a positive swing is around the corner. Like this is this is the team that we've now seen for the last two seasons. Doesn't seem interested in defending every night at a high level, and they just cannot score. Especially when you don't have Markel. Now you don't have Aaron Gordon. You don't have many shooters. And now every it yeah. seems like teams every single night are just like, okay, we're going to double Vooch every single time he touches the ball in the post, and then we're just going to yeah. try to hammer him every single time and play as physical as we can with him. And the last week and a half, that really seems to be bothering him. So yeah. he can probably figure things out, but every single night we need Aaron, Evan, Terrence, Vooch to play out of their minds or we're just not going to win. Now Aaron's hurt, so we really need Evan, Terrence, and Vooch to play out of their minds every night, or we're just not going to win. And forgive me, but I'm just not optimistic that that's going to happen. So Yeah. I uh, I think my goal moving forward in these games, um, I want to see Cole Anthony give me give me a, a 35 burger. Dude. I just want to see it. I want to see it. I want to I want to these games are these well yeah, but 35 is just more exciting obviously. So, I'm going to say I'll say 35. Um not that he'll do it, but I love to see 
him get to that point. Um, now with AG out, um, you know, in this week and playing against you know teams that aren't the the Clippers or anything like that, um, getting to go against guys that you know he maybe can have a night with. So we'll see. But that's just kind of my uh, my new thing on the radar. I think it's just to see Cole drop thirty five would be great. Um, even in a loss, I don't really care at this point, man. I mean, like, show me something, Cole. I want to see more. Um, we he's been improving. He's been um, doing well for us uh, these past few games. Again, leading scorer tonight with 16. So um, yeah, I just hope that he can uh, get to that 35 mark uh, here in here in the near future. I think it would do a lot for the fan base. Get excited about another young guy um, officially, and then uh, you know create a little bit more steam going into next year. I think it would be great to see him develop into that and give us games like that. Obviously, he's got a long, long way to go before, you know, he's a superstar or anything like that. But, like, the early signs from Cole, especially the way that he's improved over the last two weeks, he's going to be fine as a shooter. Like, I think he's just going to continue to get better there. The, he's also got the mid-range. He had, he had like, a crossover, like, pull, like, uh, like step back tonight, mm-hmm. right in some dude's face, nothing but net. Love to see that. But for me, like, the next level for Cole is – finishing at the rim, you know, through contact, and then to start making those reverse layups that he's always trying. Like, if those two things start to happen, that's when I'm like, okay, this dude is, is has the potential to put up, like, you know, 22 a night, and, you know, some nights he's, he's going to drop 40, and, and, and stuff like that will kind of come. And, you know, he's going to improve as a defender, but I'm definitely much more encouraged out of what we've seen out of Cole the last two weeks than we did, you know, the first three or four weeks of the season, so... Yeah, man. Yeah. Anything else? Yeah. I mean, no, that's that's about it. Last thing I'll leave you guys with, 21 games through the year um, has not been the year that we thought it was going to be. We thought it was going to be bad, but we did not know why or how. Um, so, circumstantially, it's been a really crappy year for Orlando Magic Basketball. Um, all that to say, Cole Anthony is the bright spot right now. Cole Anthony is already a serviceable point guard uh, 21 games into uh, the season. We hope he com- becomes more than that, and uh, like I said, hopefully he can continue to develop. And uh, you know, we we we've got next year with our our young guys. So um, you know, it's it, it's hard not to be a little upset about this season, but a lot of it's been out of our control anyway. So might as well just enjoy the young guys um, like Cole. Hopefully Mo gets out on the court and we get answers soon, uh, and Chuma does as well. Um, then I think that we'll you know it'll lift our spirits a little bit. I think we went into the season like, oh, this is going to be bad, and then like after like six games, you're like, wait, it, wait, what, what's going on here? It might not, it might not be that bad. And then it's like, oh, oh, he tore his ACL. Okay, yeah, the season's over. Yeah. So, yeah, oh well. But anyways, thank you guys so much for listening to the Six Man Show. We do this every single Monday, whether we're miserable and hating life as Magic fans right now, or they're four or no, whatever the case may be. But um, thank you guys so much for listening. For Luke, this has been Jonathan. We will catch you guys next time. Thanks for listening to the Six Man Show. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher to get new episodes downloaded directly to your phone. Please take a minute to give us a five-star rating and a review. It would really help us out a lot. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Six Man Show and like us on Facebook. We'll catch you guys next time. Go Magic!